Due to us being snowed in today in Winston-Salem, we decided to pass along a special treat today on the Christian Car Guy Show with another Christian Car Guy Theater Marathon. Of course, we've got a new episode to unveil in the last segment today, episode 12, actually, which is called Custom Made Grandma. But first, let's go back to episode number four, Roadhog, followed in the second segment by Sally Serpentine, actually our second episode, and then episode eight, Grandpa's Gift, which kind of goes with our new episode today, Custom Made Grandma. Now sit back and enjoy another Christian Car Guy Theater Marathon. Time now for Christian Car Guy Theater. With today's episode, Jimmy and the Roadhog. You may remember that when we last left Jimmy, he'd been involved in a terrible accident and was gonna spend six months in a wheelchair. In this episode, we join Jimmy at the doctor's office. Well, Jimmy, it's been six months and you've healed up nicely from your accident. You won't need that wheelchair or those crutches anymore. Your job now is to get your strength back. Doc, so you think it's okay to start driving? Whoa, whoa, young man, hold your horses. I recommend you start walking. Slowly at first, then after about a month, go jogging. That should do the trick and make that bad leg stronger. Then think about driving. So Jimmy took the doctor's advice and after two weeks, his treks into the countryside had become a habit. Sage is heading this way. Oh, looks like a biker, dude. Hey, hey, look out! Ugh, what a road hog. There's room for everybody on this old dirt road, but would he go around me? No, I had to jump for my life. Well, there he goes around that turn up ahead. Thank goodness I'll never see him again. Jimmy spoke too soon. When he came around the bend in the road, whom did he see but Mr. Roadhog himself under his toppled motorcycle? Pulling himself to his feet and dusting himself off, this guy wasn't very friendly looking. He had a mohawk haircut and tattoos of writhing snakes up and down his arms. He had boots with spikes on the toes and a sleeveless black leather vest that had a skull on the back. Uh-oh. Hey, what do you want? Nothing, I'm just walking. I, I was that guy you passed back there. Oh, right. You're the tenderfoot who wouldn't play chicken with me. Well, now you got your revenge, Pilgrim. I'm all scratched up and so is my cycle. So yeah, yeah, go on. Go ahead, laugh. I'm not laughing. You could have been hurt. What happened? I don't know. She just froze up on me all of a sudden. And we both keeled over. Do you know what's wrong? Sure. What are you, stupid? The blinking, blinking, stupid hog froze up and threw me on my blinking, blinking keister on the blinking ground here. Yes, but do you know why? Because I didn't finish my oatmeal this morning, all right? Who knows, I'll be just hitching a ride into town and get a wrecker or something. Bye-bye. Jimmy had his doubts that anybody would be willing to give this dude a ride. He was beginning to feel a little sorry for this character. I can help. What'd you say? You think you know more about my hog than I do? Um, maybe not, but I fool around with bikes a little and I think it might be your front forks. How long since you changed your fork oil? Ah, just this morning. Out with the old and filled it up with the new. Filled it up? Did you say you filled it up? What are you, deaf? That's what I said. Filled it up. To the top? Yeah, yeah, to the top. 
Well, that's the problem with your steering. Y you have to precisely measure fork oil, putting back exactly what you took out, or the bike won't steer in a curve. You can get the quantity from your manual. We just need to bleed these out a bit so you can steer, and when you get home, drain it all back out and get the spec on exactly how much to put in each fork. Jimmy was so intent on getting the motorcycle steering again, he forgot how scared he was. He knelt down and loosened the bleeding screw. Just sit up here for me, holding the bike straight up and push on the forks a bit and I'll let some of the excess out. You're kidding. No, I'm not. Go ahead, push down for me. I have it loose on both sides. Jimmy let some of the fork oil out, then reported back to Roadhog. That ought to do it, going slowly now. Go check it out around that curve up ahead. Hey, if you done anything to ruin my machine, I'll rip you What? He didn't even come back to say it was better. <sighs> Who'd have thought Hebrews 13.2 do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for by this some have entertained angels without knowing it. Mid hell's angels. <laughs> All the time Jimmy was recuperating, his car was getting back on its feet, or tires as it were, as well. By the time his broken leg was strong enough to work the gas pedal and the brake, his car was strong enough for him to drive. The day after the Roadhog incident, Jimmy decided to take his car for the first time to the malt shop since the accident. Hester Headlights was so happy. Gee, it's good to be back on the road again. Look, I'm beaming. And Gracie Gas Tank was pleased too. I know what you mean, it's great. Why, Jimmy just treated me to a total fill-up. Unleaded, of course. What do you think about our new family member? Frenchie Fender. She seems nice, but she's a little more forward than Fran Fender was, don't you think? Did I hear someone speak my name? My friends must be admiring my body language. You know, Monsieur Jimmy can even see himself in me. Bragging don't reflect well on you, Missy. It can only lead to trouble. That's what I always say. Sacre bleu. When you got it, you got it, Mademoiselle Gracie Gastink. Oh, oh, be careful, Monsieur Jimmy. Not so fast. You might hit something. Indeed, Jimmy was so excited to be driving again and eager to buy Pretty Betty Lou from his algebra class a chocolate shake that he had whipped in there rather fast. Now parked side by side in front of the malt shop were 80 shiny motorcycles, each with big black helmets perched on the seat. When Jimmy swung into the parking lot next to them, poor Frenchie Fender just slightly tapped the closest motorcycle and Jimmy watched in horror the first motorcycle fell over on the next one to it and then the next one and then the next one it was like a row of shiny chrome dominoes and helmets rolled like marbles across the gravel oh no it's like a row of shiny chrome dominoes and look the, the helmets are rolling under those other cars oh I don't like this <gasps> oh look I have a scratch on my beautiful finish. And it's not my fault, Monsieur Jimmy. Why did you go so fast? Jumping from his car, Jimmy hurried to try to fix things. Ugh, golly, this thing is so heavy. It won't budge. It didn't take long before the people in the malt shop noticed that something was wrong. A group of eight bikers, to be exact. The first biker said, Hey, bring that out and another biker came outside right behind him. Take your hands off my hog! 
and another, and another, then a bunch of bikers all at once. Hey, hey you, I'm gonna tear your blinker head off. I'm blinker gonna get this guy though. Yeah, hey, come on. Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry, everybody. You see, my fender tapped this bike here, and they, they all sort of fell over. I'm trying to pick them up, Ugh, but they're awfully heavy. Oh, they are, are they? The eight bikers started to form a circle around Jimmy. Hey, guys, wouldn't you say we teach this kid a lesson? Yeah, let's do it. Now, look, it was an accident. I apologize, but look. Ugh, got your bike back up again. It's okay, see? No harm done. We'll get some harm done. Hey, wait a minute, guys. I know this kid. He's the one I was telling you about. He fixed my forks good as new. Let's cut him a little slack. Hey, Skeletor, you go over there and pick up Widowmaker's bike, and then Goremaster, you pick up his, and so on. And Lizard, you pick up all the helmets. There now, everything's okay. That was a close one. Maybe now Jimmy's learned his lesson about driving too fast in a parking lot. I guess Monsieur Jimmy was right. Hebrews 13, 2. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for by this some have entertained angels without knowing it. <laughs> in this case, it did mean hell's angels. <laughs> The Roadhog turned to Jimmy. Hey, sorry about giving you all that flat, kid. Thanks again for the help with my bike the other day. I was so excited about getting it going again, I guess I forgot to thank you. Oh, th that's that's o okay. And I'm so sorry about the bikes. I, I haven't been driving for a while, and, well... Forget about it. Listen, everybody, I'm going to treat my new friends. Say, kid, what's your name? What's your name? Jimmy. I want to treat Jimmy here to a double ice cream soda in the flavor of his choice. Now, who's with me? Yeah. That sounds great. Say, what's your name? I didn't get it. You didn't? The guys all call me Roadhog. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Today's episode of Christian Car Guy Theater, Roadhog, starred Alex Seals as Jimmy. Burt Rosenberg played Roadhog and the Doctor. Ann Alt played Frenchie Fender, and Ellen Kennedy, Gracie Gastain. Written by Ellen Kennedy and Robbie Dilmore. Produced and directed by The Christian Car Guy. And now time for Christian Car Guy Theater. With today's story, Sinister Sally Serpentine. The Jeep Wrangler just had a brush with a watery death, and you would think all would be well and peaceful. But maybe you've experienced that that's just the time when something evil creeps in. And so it was for Jimmy's Jeep Wrangler under the hood. I'm not really a fan, hissed Sinister Sally Serpentine. Sammy Starter has been telling us about a great engineer. You weak-minded components need some sort of crutch to lean on. You fools must have had a couple of belts to believe that ancient legend. Tammy Tensioner quickly added, Get a grip, you bozos! And don't try stretching the truth on me, CME starter. That's a slippery slope you're walking. Has anyone ever seen this great engineer? Jimmy the Jeep's owner had started for home again. The rain had let up and it looked like he'd be home before dark. That changed quickly as Jimmy came to where the road had been washed out by the flash flood. 
It looked like more than a hundred yards of the road had washed down the Beaver Brook. Then Jimmy remembered the old logging road just a few miles back. Maybe he could use that to get home. That road was really steep and rocky, and in this mud it would be extra tough, but he didn't see any other way home. Jimmy turned the Jeep around and headed for the logging road. Looks like we need to start praying, guys, Sammy Starter said as the Jeep swerved onto the logging road. Jimmy put the Jeep into four-wheel low range. Tommy Transfer K started his whining. Praying? Praying to who? The great engineer? I'm not geared for all this hocus pocus. Sammy has to put his spin on everything. It's a bit twisted if you ask me. Eduardo Exhaust Pipe piped up. Hey man, you blowhards sure have a short memory. An hour ago, Sammy and the great engineer saved your tails. Have a little respect, man. Sammy, you go on and pray. We need it. So Sammy prayed. Great engineer, you know how we're designed. And it looks like we're headed for some real bumps and jars with this logging road. Please hold us together to bring Jimmy safely home. Sinister Sally Serpentine wasted no time taunting Sammy. Great engineer. Oh, great engineer. I'm sure he's listening, Sammy, as if he could do anything to save us. Who knows, maybe someday instead of Sally Serpentine, I'll be the Bible Belt. <laughs> Jimmy thought he needed to keep up his speed in the mud and going too fast. Bam! The Jeep bounced hard over a boulder. Crap! Tammy mentioned her scream. I'm slipping! As her mounting bracket cracked. Simultaneously, Sally Serpentine was flung across the engine compartment, slicing her ribs on the sharp underside of the hood. Then she slipped down to the ground as the Jeep ran off. Help! Help! I'm a afraid! cried Sally. Jimmy didn't get far when he noticed the red alternator light on the dash and feeling the lack of power steering, he wisely stopped the Jeep to take a look. As he opened up the hood, it was obvious the belt was missing. So knowing it couldn't be far, he started backtracking. Sure enough, within 50 yards, he spotted the belt. Looking closely, he spotted the slice and the ribs. Then walking back to the Jeep, he started to see how he might slip it back on. And then noticed the broken bracket on the tensioner. Tossing the belt onto the engine, Jimmy went over and sat down on a boulder, head in hands. Sammy Starter used that moment to call in an airstrike. Team, we really need help from above to bind up the broken bracket and mend Sally's rib. It says in the manual, if two of you agree on earth concerning anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst. One thing is for sure, we need help. Great engineer, we've been so faithless and haven't regarded you. Please help us. Oh, Sammy, he wouldn't help me. Not after all I've said and done. Sally Serpentine objected humbly. Me either, Sammy. I'm the problem here. My not-so-wise cracks have brought us all to a standstill. And it looks like Sally and I are headed for the landfill forever. Tammy Tensioner lamented. Sammy Starter was undaunted. Sally and Tammy, are you scared? Sammy asked with compassion. We're afraid and broken. Sammy, you know that. Sally said. The manual says, Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because, as he is, so are we in the world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. 
Sally and Tammy, you need to be made perfect, right? Sammy instructed. Tammy and Sally sheepishly replied, Right! Right! Then you need to accept that the great engineer so loved you both that he gave his only begotten son to take your cracks and frays and go to the landfill for you. Believe he really did that for you and because you're his favorite. Not because of anything you did or didn't do, but because the great engineer knows what love really is, with no requirements except that you believe it's truth. Will you believe? Believe it's personal for you, especially right now? Sally Serpentine replied, <sighs> Sammy, you don't understand. I'm a serpentine. I sold myself to that order of belts. There's no hope for me. What you say may be true, but I'm too far gone. Sammy quickly responded, No, Sally, I failed to mention the whosoever. The manual clearly says, whosoever. No one is too far gone. The great engineer is three. The father gave his son, and the great engineer's Holy Spirit is telling your heart right now, it's true, it's true. Isn't it, Sally? It's true. You're right, Sammy. It is true. I can see it now. The great engineer sent his son to die according to the manual for my broken attitude and frayed edges. Me too, Sammy! The great engineer's son can heal even my cracks. Sammy, oh Sammy, let's pray. Let's all pray. This time, Sally led the prayer. Forgive us for our unbelief, Lord, and help Jimmy to get home tonight. We believe in you, your son, and your spirit. Jimmy, too, was praying, and just then he remembered his emergency kit had duct tape and a giant hose clamp. Within minutes, Jimmy had cut some duct tape to cover the fray in the belt. And after rerouting the belt, he clamped the tensioner bracket back into place with a hose clamp. Jimmy then tightened it all up and closed the hood. Sally and Tammy's faces beamed in faith as Jimmy cranked up the engine, spinning in harmony like never before. Yes, Sally's prediction had come true. She was no longer Sally Serpentine. Behold, old things had passed away, the new had come. She is Sally Bible Belt. Time for Christian Car Guy Theater. With today's episode, Grandpa's Gift. Whew, it's good to be back home. Mom, are, are you going to be okay? Yes, dear. Funerals are always hard. But it's good to know I'll see your grandpa again someday. You will? Oh, I see. You mean in heaven. Exactly. Your grandpa loved Jesus and trusted him. You know, Mom, it just occurred to me, this is one of those times when trusting Jesus really makes a difference, doesn't it? Exactly. <sighs> Still, I'll, I'll really miss Grandpa. He taught me so much about cars. I'll miss tinkering with him on that old willies of his. Oh, I almost forgot to tell you. Grandpa wanted you to have that Jeep. Come out on the porch. Your dad's pulling it into the driveway now. 
Well, I see Mom told you about this. Here's the key, son. I know your grandfather's smiling from ear to ear right now to share this joy of his life with you. Really? Really? How awesome a CJ2A! Grandpa CJ2A! CJ? What's a CJ? Uh, Mom, didn't Grandpa ever tell you? CJ stood for Citizen Jeep. These were the real deal of Willies. I can't believe it's a Willies. <laughs> Go ahead. You can park it in the side yard next to your Jeep. Whew. Man, oh man, this is the real deal. No power steering, a flathead, four-cylinder engine, six-volt generator. It's my dream car. <laughs> it may be Jimmy's dream car, but it may turn to a nightmare when his girlfriend Allie gets a look at it. Frenchy Fender on Jimmy's first Jeep questioned the old willies. Huh. Monsieur Pile of Rust, you are very old, you outdated, antiquated automobile. The old willies, Fender, responded. I'll have you know, young lady, we're your great-grandfather Jeep, a 1945 CJ2A. We're a willies, something you young whippersnappers would know nothing about. Quel dommage! That decrepit body of yours is just about to fall apart. When was the last time you had a paint job? For your information, this is my original paint. Let me tell you, Frenchie, in my day, we willies saved the world, and this color, I'll have you know, is part of how we did it. Why, if it wasn't for us, Frenchie, you would still be nibbling on sauerkraut and wienerschnitzel. Ha! Well, I've got news for you, you old geezer. It is just histoire. Or, as you say, history. Well, au revoir, Miss High and Mighty. <sighs> it's funny. I don't feel all that old. Just a little around the hubs, and maybe I don't have the pickup I once did. I'll have to try out the CJ later. Dad, I, I need to go pick up Allie. Come on, come on, you got to start. I'll be late. Sammy Starter, this is no time to be laying down on the job. Bancroft Bonnet responded. Of course, the hood is called a bonnet in England. Why do you French always dither so? If Sammy could, he would start the motor car. Mosey Motor Oil lets off pressure. Yeah, Frenchy. Hey, just hang loose. Sammy's the man, remember? Looks like I'll have to take the willies, Dad. Jimmy jumps over to the old Jeep of his grandfather. <laughs> Looks like the old timer is the right on time, hey, Frenchie? <laughs> Jimmy heads for Allie's where Allie is waiting on the porch when Jimmy arrives in the old willies. Ew, why are you driving that ratchet car? Did you find this at, like, the dump or something? Allie, this is a classic. My grandfather's pride and joy, a 1945 Willie CJ2A original everything, including paint. Whatevs. Don't even go there with me, Jimmy. Like, this thing gives me the willies. It's like so 2011. Maybe you should just take that back to the dump. Jimmy drives away totally dejected. He decides to go show old Nahum his treasure over at Nahum's garage. As Jimmy pulls up, not only is old Nahum there, but Pastor Jack as well. Look who's got the old willies, Pastor. I don't think there's a finer vehicle in Beaver County. Yeah, isn't she something? I just wish Allie thought so. I think she's about dumped me over this thing. She hates it, says it gives her the willies. And my other Jeep needs a new battery. I'm afraid I can't afford that. 
so I'm dateless on a Friday night. You know, Jimmy, seeing that Willie's reminds me of your grandfather's favorite verse. He always used to say, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Sounds familiar. Yeah, I guess. I sure need some kind of help, if not a miracle. Let's do it. Father, thank you for this amazing provision you've left Jimmy through the love of his grandfather, both for Jeeps and his grandson. We also thank you for this current difficulty, both in needing a battery and in Allie's disdain for the gift. We know that you are at work here, and we seek your wisdom right now for Jimmy in this dilemma. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I do have this to offer for you, Jimmy. You need a battery, and I have one. But I also need some help around here. And I guess if your grandfather trusted you with that Jeep, then I reckon I can trust you with my customers. Just to get you going, I'll give you that battery as an advance. Just be here bright and early Saturday morning. Bring your tools. Really? Really? What a great prayer, Pastor. What a great prayer. Sure, Nahum, I love this shop. My dad even told me to come apply, but I never would have thought you really needed any help. Awesome. Jimmy made quick work of getting his new battery and leaving Nahum's garage. So Jimmy puts a call in to Allie. Hey, Allie, I just got a new battery for my Jeep. If it's okay, we can still make it to the after-game hangout at Pop's Malt Shop. Um, no. You're so annoying. Why would you think that I would ever actually be seen in that? <sighs> no, no, it's my regular Jeep Wrangler, the one you love. Well, I suppose the whole night may not be, like, totally ruined. Sure, why not? Jimmy headed out to his Jeep while his Jeep components were hard at it. Frenchy Fender ridiculed. Ha <laughs> monsieur, antique Jeep. It would appear Jimmy's new amour thinks you give her the willies. <laughs> Gracie Gastank teased. Frenchy, are you sure that Statue of Liberty really came from France? But of course. Why would you say such a thing? Because there ain't no way that gal could do the can-can in that droopy old bathrobe she's wearing. Mosey Motor Oil gushed. Well, Frenchie, as far as Jimmy's so-called girlfriend, Allie, you both ought to go into the mirror cleaning business. You know, because it's something you could really see yourself doing. Bancroft Bonnet added her two cents. I just understood why you French like snails. I hear you hate fast food. Jimmy makes quick work of the battery, and moments later, Allie and Jimmy were walking into Pop's malt shop. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! It's Austin Keebler! Austin Keebler! Like, we are breathing the same air as Austin Keebler. Come on, we have to go in there and see him! Little did Jimmy and Allie know, Pastor Jack had married the famous rock star's parents, and Austin had come to visit his old friend. Hey, Austin, here's the very friend I was talking about that has that old Willie she wanted to see. Jimmy, meet Austin, and this is Jimmy's girlfriend, Allie. Wow. Jimmy Pastor tells me you have a 1945 Willie CJ, almost original. Boy, would I love to see it. Oh, Austin, what an honor to meet you. I simply love everything you've ever done. Stay right here. We'll go get the, uh, Willie's, is it? Yes, like, it's an amazing vehicle. It shouldn't take a moment. We'll be right back. 
Come on, Jimmy. Before you go, Jimmy, let's give some thanks. What do you say? That's for sure, Pastor. No doubt God had a plan for all this. Father, once again, we stand amazed at your favor. Grandpa's gift to Jimmy and me was his favorite verse where you instructed us to give thanks for the everythings, even when they are a struggle at the time. You have our best waiting when we have faith in you. Thank you for Austin, my old dear friend, for his success and for Jimmy's amazing gift of love from his grandfather and all that now have a sense of its value. In Jesus' name, amen. And now, Danny Dipstick and Randy Radiator to review today's episode. The Danny Dipstick here and Randy Radiator to review today's episode. Uh, I just said that, Danny. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) Randy. So based on today's episode... Thanksgiving for everything. Does that mean we can have everything for Thanksgiving? Like steak and baked potato, not just turkey? Oh, I hate to say it, Daddy, but you're a dipstick. No, no, no. Thanksgiving means... It it, it means to give thanks to God. Thanksgiving. Or if you're facing a problem you can't handle. It's all right here in the Bible. Look at Philippians 4.6. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. You've got to be cool, Daddy. And Randy Radiator, he knows cool. After you do all that, you get the promise of the next verse, which says, And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Oh, I get it. So we're supposed to pass God's peace. Is that the drumstick, Randy? Oh, never mind. Say goodbye, Daddy. (laughs) See you later, Radiator. And now time for Christian Car Guy Theater. With today's episode, Custom Made Grandma. Today we open our story in Nahum's garage where they're working on Jimmy's car. Okay, try it again, Jimmy. Under the hood, Mosey Motor Oil and Guido Gasket and the gang are worried about Bertha Battery. Come on, Bertha, old gal. Hey, you can do it. You can do it. Come on. Hey, Guido, this could be terminal. Come on, Bertha. Give it some juice. You're just not trying. Someone pump you full of lead? Nahum, I appreciate you helping me with this battery problem. I want to make sure I get all I can out of this old battery. Yeah, Jimmy, after you put it on the slow charge, and it still won't hold. Well, Guido Gasket realizes the sad truth. Well, looks like old Bertha is done for. At least it's an honorable discharge. Harvey Headlamp, what's troubling you? Bertha has always enlightened me. Now I'm afraid I'll be delighted. Um, that didn't come out right. Nahum shares the verdict. Ah, it's no use, Jimmy. Your Jeep's gonna need a new battery. I got another one over here in the back. Next thing you know, a new battery's installed. Okay, start her up, Jimmy. Oh, yeah, hey, now, yeah, that's more like it. Say, Jimmy, ain't that your phone? Oh, yeah, just a second. Hello? Jimmy? Jimmy, this is Mom. Uh, listen, Grandma's been rushed to the hospital with chest pains. They think she's had a heart attack. Oh no, I'm on my way. With Jimmy on his way to the hospital, little does he know, under the hood, the car parts are trying to understand what's going on. 
right, now I don't get it. Did I hear that Jimmy's grandma is on the blink? Kind of like Bertha was? Yeah, that's what I heard. Poor Bertha. I guess all that load kept draining her. She really needed to find an outlet. Hey, well, hey, that's no problem. You know, all you gotta do is change her out for a new one. Oh, contraire, nosy motor oil. I do not think it works that way for people. You can't bet your brake line in it, don't. You can't recycle people. Each person is a one of a kind, a model, custom made by God. I still don't get it. <gasps> Look out, Monsieur Jimmy. Oh, sapper bleu, you, you took that curve too fast. Oh, he is very worried about his grandma, I can tell. Uh, he is a parking spot. Careful, careful. Oh, now's the break. Oh, there he goes. Hurrying into the hospital, Jimmy finds his mother in the emergency room waiting area. Jimmy, I'm so glad you're here. Mom, how is she? Can I see her? Well, they're checking her into a room. They say she'll have to have surgery first thing in the morning. They just gave me her room number. Here, ride with me in the elevator. Oh, son, you look pale as a sheet. It's going to be okay. But what if it's not? Mom, this is Grandma. It was hard enough losing Grandpa a few months ago. But, but now... I know, Jimmy. You two have always been so close. Why, she's the one who led you to the Lord. Ah, here we are. Mother, there's somebody here to see you. You two talk while I go fill out the insurance forms. Jimmy, come on over and give your grandma a kiss. Hi, Grandma. How are you feeling? Much better, honey, now that I'm here. Why, Jimmy Anderson, you're filthy dirty. What on earth were you doing? Just tinkering on the car, you know, over at Nahum's. Well, that's fine. I know you'll do great things someday with all that tinkering. I have faith in you. You always have. You understand me. Oh, Grandma, please. Please get well. Don't. Don't. Honey, are you asking me not to die? Yeah, I guess so. Well... You know I may not have a choice in the matter, but I promise you, son, I'll try my hardest. Take a seat over here. I want to tell you something. Yes, um. Look, Jimmy, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but whatever happens, I want you to remember this. In Philippians 1, it says, For me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. You know what that means. It means you'll go to heaven? Yes. You believe that, don't you? Well, sure I do, but, but well... No buts, young man. When we became Christians, we gained a hope. A certainty that makes our grieving different. It's the only way I survived losing your grandpa, you know. That certainty. Now, Jimmy, I'm getting a little tired. I need to get some sleep. Let's have a word of prayer. And then you can get back to your tinkering. But... I want you to, son. I can't stand the thought of you sitting around worrying yourself to pieces. It'll make me feel better thinking of you doing what you love. Come on now. 
hold my hand here and we'll pray. Dearest Lord, we thank you for your loving presence in this situation and we pray. Once Jimmy gets back to his car, he pulls his Bible out of the glove box. Some of the car parts are puzzled. Mosey motor oil questions. Uh, hey, what's he doing? Guido Gasket has his view. He's reading that book again. I think it's by an author he couldn't refuse. Gracie Gastank shares her wisdom. Well, of course he is. It's God's word, and it gives him courage to face whatever's going to come tomorrow. Wait, he's praying. Listen. Lord, I trust you. I know you love my grandma even more. The next day in Nahum's garage. Boy, you're going to wear a path in this here concrete pacing like that. Jimmy, come on over here and help me loosen these lug nuts. Put your worries in the Lord's hands. Hello? Hello, Mom? How did it go? It did? She is? She will? Oh, that's great. Yes, see you in a little while. Bye. Under the hood, the car parts are happy, too. Gracie Gas Tank fuels the conversation. That's good news for Jimmy. Guido Gasket replies. So they repaired the old dame. And then Wally Windshield Washer had this. I guess she had a change of heart. But, uh, but, uh, 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 she'll break down someday now, won't she? I mean, she, she won't last forever now, will she? You know, Mosey, in a manner of speaking, she will last forever. That is, her soul will. And the good part is, when her body does break down for good, she knows exactly where she'll be going. And so does Jimmy. And now, here's Randy Radiator and Danny Dipstick to review today's episode. <laughs> Randy, this episode reminds me of when I was afraid of the dark. Daddy, were you really afraid of the dark? <laughs> yep, Randy. It was so bad I used to wet the bed rather than get up and go to the bathroom. I was so scared at night. <laughs> yep, it sounds like you were really scared, Daddy. I mean, what did you do? One night I asked Jesus to help me and Jesus came and he asked me, Danny, what's the worst thing that could happen? I told him that some bad man could come with a knife and, oh, stab me and kill me. Jesus then just asked me a question that changed that fear forever. His question was, Danny, what would be so bad about that? Then, uh, Randy, I realized the worst that could happen was that I would be in heaven with my Savior. Like they said in this episode, to die is Christ. And to live is gain. The more I pondered that, the better I got. Till today, that fear is totally gone. Wow. Daddy, that was quite a jailbreak Jesus shared. But are you sure you're totally cured? <laughs> Randy, not only am I not scared anymore, but now that I'm taller, I sleep longer in bed. <laughs> Say goodbye, Daddy. <laughs> See you later, Radiator. Thank you for listening to today's Christian Car Guy Theater Marathon. Check out all the cast and crew of Christian Car Guy Theater at ChristianCarGuy.com and go to the podcast page to listen to all the Christian Car Guy Theater episodes and previous Christian Car Guy shows. ChristianCarGuy.com <laughs>